talks here uh, coming at you uh, right before the new year. So, uh, you know, we, we snuck this one in. Um, I wanted to get uh, one of the best of the best out there here in South Philly. I'm sure you've heard his name, Daniel Avenchen, or Evan Chen. I'm Evan sorry. Chen, yeah. Yes. I, and he just told me how to pronounce that name, and I still messed it up, so I apologize. Uh, it's all good. But uh, I'm sure you know his name. Uh, he's on the McCann team, right? He's been in the business a while. Uh, it was telling me his background a little bit, but I'm going to have him give him us some more information on his background so we know, you know, what he's been through here. Uh, he's obviously still on the front line. Uh, does a lot of listings, which is great to hear, uh, especially in Philly. Um, I think the Philly market will be slowly coming back in 2024. And I still think that we'll see uh, more buyers get back into the market. So hopefully that'll help his business. But uh, before um, I go on about his life, He's going to go about his life and tell us what's going on and, and give us some background. Yeah. Thanks for bringing me on, man. Of course. Um, so I, I grew up in Israel. Okay. Uh, moved. Wow. To, yeah. I grew up in Israel. That's awesome. And moved uh, back to Northeast Philly, uh, Lower Bucks County for okay. high school. And then I went to Temple University after I graduated high school and been in the city ever since. So I've been in the city about 16, 17 years now. Yeah. Um, after I graduated from uh, from Temple and growing up, my my parents did flips and they, my dad had this amazing ability to just talk to people. Right, and so you he, already had the background. Yeah, yeah, I, I was kind of born into real estate. So cool. uh, at a very young age, my dad, who was an electrical engineer, taught us how to, you know, wire outlets, how to lay down hardwood floors, plumbing, the whole nine. framing, Great. the whole nine. And, okay. and as a teenager, he would buy a flip. My mom would have me and my brother, you know, teenagers full of energy just go and, and do all the demo work so we used to do all the demo work and then slowly we got more and more involved uh when we moved to the city um we did a flip on the 800 block of cater street and that's when we met, met mike mccann actually he okay. uh, he listed that property for my parents and he's just so charismatic we that, know. Yeah. yeah that we yeah. got gravitated to mike and he listed all the stuff for us awesome um when we did flips in the city and so i was kind of born into real estate and uh, after college, I went to work for Siemens Healthcare. Okay. And I was living in a triplex that my parents owned, so no, no rent. And I was able to just stack cash. Save so I, money. At 21, I bought my first investment property. Awesome. I was able to save. Now, were you licensed at the same time? No, too? no, no, no. I, uh, I was just buying it as just a... Fine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And... Um, Which is a smart way to do it. it, it helps you learn the business even more before actually being in the business for sure 100 percent. Right. yeah um and so 20 uh 21 years old that was 2010 2010 i bought my first investment property in old kensington and uh and i remember i brought mike out there i was surprised he met a young 21 year old like snot nose doesn't know shit yeah and uh yeah. I'm sorry, am I, am I good to you curse? I curse a lot. Want. If you guys watch my top no, of no, videos, you know I curse to, a lot. So to, We're allowed to curse. It's okay. fine. That's um, good. And, uh, and he spent like, you know, 30 minutes with me just kind of telling me how to set the property up, how awesome. to get it up and running, make cool. sure I'm cash flowing before I get to the next one. So I started out with the flips and rehabs, then got into buying investment properties. So he was kind of like a mentor to you, right? 100%. Right. 100%. 100%. And, and as everyone knows, Mike McCann's name, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, he's... The number one real estate agent, I think, in the city, right? I yeah, mean, for like uh, thirty years, forever, 20, 27 right, years, right? Or so, yeah, number one team, number one real estate agent. 
yes, Mike, we're coming for you. You're going to be on this show sooner or later. So uh, but <laughs> we're going to move on from that. And, uh, um, but, but he was like a mentor to you. Is what yeah. I yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I was, uh, I, I bought, I think I had three properties when, uh, Siemens had uh, basically sold the business unit and the new company laid everybody off. Found out my dad was sick with pancreatic cancer. Okay. Um, he passed away really quickly and I was basically at a crossroads. So tough times. For sure. And I, uh, like I had the, the rental property sustaining me. So I didn't have like the, when, when usually when people lose their job, they're like, I got to find another job. Sure. I need the income. I was, I had this rental income that was right. supporting so was income me. coming in. And, right. and, and really I was more passionate about real estate than healthcare. I had two job offers in healthcare and I just wasn't want for to do me. It. So okay. Okay. Uh, that's when I went and got my license. And I remember on that, uh, we did another flip on 16th and cater. My parents got it to like 95% of the way and they were just done. And they left, they went back to Israel to, to stay there for six months and left me and my brother to finish it up. So we finished up the punch list. And at the time, the tax abatement program was in its infancy. Okay. And so- What year I, was this? This was 20, this was er, like 20, 2006, seven. Wow, okay. Um, wow. So I was still at Temple University. Yeah, awesome. Um, college student. And I remember it, they, it was weird. It was new construction that they left and the bank took it over and it was sitting for two, three years. And so I had to go fight with the city to tell them, hey, we haven't commenced the abatement yet. At that time, they didn't have a commencement letter. It was like the moment you applied for it, you started losing you your in. 10 years. Right, right. And so I basically was sitting, I remember, at, at, I think it was 19 years old, sitting at the settlement table. The buyer was a brain surgeon at Abington Healthcare and Mike McCann sitting there. And I walked them through everything I did with the tax awesome. statement department. That's great. And, and he's like, young man, that was fucking amazing. If you ever get your real estate license, I want you on my team. Uh, so I got lucky really. And, uh, 2016, huge. when I got my license, okay, 2015, I, uh, called Mike and he was like, come on over, meet with me, sat down with him. And he was like, well, I'm not going to let you join my team just yet. You need to prove yourself. So, uh, that's when I started kind of running and gunning. Sitting when you, houses. when you go on these top, uh, notch teams like Mike McCann's, they're really just not going to take anybody. Right. I mean, you, you no. do go through uh, a, a process of, you know, is this person good, right? Or are they professional? Uh, do they know their stuff? Are they going to make his brand look good? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I, at the time, I don't know if it's still the same, but I went through a uh, four interviews before I was joining. The team. Great. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's huge. So, so we, we obviously do our research on everybody that we bring on every week. And uh, we did our research on you. Right. So, okay. and, and it's all good, right? All it's right. not bad. Right. All right. So you got a little nervous there, right? A little bit. <laughs> We're not going to bring out any, any skeletons in the closet. Or I don't, I don't think I have right? many. I mean, you <laughs> could try I, and I don't, I don't really get embarrassed. So it's I don't, all you know, good. It's, it's all, all good. good right. Yeah. But the one uh, big thing that jumped out at me is the 80 plus uh, reviews that you have uh, online. A lot of these realtors do not have reviews. I think uh, I looked up mine and, and I just hit 70 so you even have more than me yeah and and i just got into the review game recently right so so reviews are big guys if you don't know you got to get reviews for your business you know it's one way where you'll pick up business uh people want to know who you are before they deal with you right big so, time so what made you you must have started a while ago to get these yeah reviews, right i mean it's a lot easier to get reviews when you're working with buyers so when i started i sat four open houses 
to sometimes six open houses every weekend. Okay. And then obviously at the time, Zillow, Zillow leads were a different game. They were better. It was a lot better and there was a lot more of it. It was a whole different system. So uh, joining the team on, on Mike's team, we were getting Zillow leads, open houses. So I was mostly, mostly working buyers. I mean, my first year, I think I did 18 deals and I think they were all buyers, buyers. except for my mom's and dad's property that I sold. Okay. I listed one property. So you were getting reviews year. from them. Yeah. So, right. I mean, you're, you're, you're out and about, you're spending sometimes months with these people, you're building rapport. They become like really good friends. Yeah. yeah. And to this day, I'm really good friends with most of the people I help buy homes. And you got um, a lot of repeat business then. And a lot of repeat business is mo it's pretty much 99.9% .9 of my business now yeah. is repeat business uh, or referrals. And but you develop such a strong relationship with these people, they are happy to leave you a review. review. I found that really, if you look at my reviews, most of them are probably from two, three years ago. Okay. Because uh, a lot of them were buyers. Sure. And I found that it's a lot more difficult, at least for me, and maybe I don't have a good system for it, to get reviews from sellers. Sellers. Right, because right. so I've, I've had sellers I've never even met in person, many of them. Okay. Um, so, so that's the difference. Yeah. Right? There's no... Real relationship. Exactly. There's not as strong of a personal connection. A lot of it is email because it's easier to relay things via email um, versus, you know, in person. You're not doing stuff in person. I think a sellers. lot of people don't realize that people go on and see these reviews. You know, I, I've had loan officers tell me, oh, well, you know, I get a review. I never heard anything. You don't know if you're going to hear something from a review. You just get the review and you put it up there, right? Yeah. And, you, and it builds your reputation. It builds your audience. Uh, and people feel comfortable when they talk to you. A lot of them will look at you and say, oh, Alex, you know, I, you know, I, I seen your name or I know your name or, or Dan, I know your name. Uh, and you know they've been looking at your reviews. They might not 100%. tell you face to face. Oh, no, no, I ask. You know? If anybody ever calls me, ask them where they found me. And, and most of the times it's they looked up for a realtor online and they saw my reviews. Right. So they, yeah. they, they told you that. Yeah. Which is which is great. So, so I, that was a, a, a number one thing that – jumped out at us uh that, that i really liked um and yeah then, i mean i've had four uh, close to 400 sales at this point in the last eight years that's great and so 80 if you look at it from a percentage standpoint i'm actually slacking in my eyes right if you have like 80 reviews over you know, this is why four, we like this guy 400 right? so this sales kind of, it's right. not a good conversion in terms of getting reviews from your from your past clients yeah you're right you're gonna stay on it yeah right? i mean i think i'm i'm in the same boat. I, I've closed a lot of deals this year and I didn't even ask for the review. And you have to ask for the review in order to get it, right? You just don't get it. You gotta ask for it. It's part of my post-settlement process. I have like a checklist of things that I do post-settlement. Yeah. And I forget who it was, it might've been Buffini. One of the training programs, they say, you know, whenever you give your client a win in the process, that's when you ask for the review. Okay. So you might not even have settled yet and you still, still ask for it. You still right. want to ask for it. Something and, good may have happened. Yeah, exactly. Hey, we just got past inspections, right. we're smooth cruising towards right. and settlement. It's easier to get yeah. the review then. And you know, that's the something that came in good or whatever it may be. And that's what that's why I'm slacking, because I don't really do that. There's a lot of like I have one deal right now. We were supposed to settle two months ago. There's a bunch of structural problems. I kept the deal together. Yeah. And we're working through getting structural engineers, yeah. bids, all yeah. this stuff. And, uh, and so it's like, you know, to remember with all the mayhem and chaos that's happening, if we get past this inspection and we go towards a settlement to be like, oh yeah, I need to ask for a review. Right. It's right. like, you got to have it top of mind as well. Right. You got to do it. You got to do it early on in the process. Yeah. Sometimes versus being at the end of the process. But it's, uh, it's huge. It's you really know? big so. for, for your business. I, I think I've, 
probably sold a good 20 deals just off of getting reviews. Okay. So he's a big South Philly guy, right? Yeah. I, I think that he had told me that his listings are in the nine to 10 range right now, if not more in South Philly, that's really respectable in this market, right? A lot of these realtors, I hate, I'm not going to put anybody down. This is not what we do every week. I'm trying to build everybody up, but that's a respectable number to have in this market. This 2023, I go back to being one of the toughest markets that I've seen, you know, uh, and, I, and I've started in, in, in 99. So I've seen a lot, uh, you know, what's going on in South Philly? What do you, uh, what do you see as far as hopefully buyers coming back in? What's your opinion? Um, on what you think we're going to see in 2024, specifically in South Philly, because I live here too. So, so to hear from someone like you who knows the market here, what do you think? So, um, first and foremost, Philly is a, is a city of neighborhoods in my eyes, right? South Philly is a big area. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of different neighborhoods in South Philly. Um, so it, I think it largely depends on the neighborhood. What I found in generally, generally speaking, is that if you have a good listing, nice property that's priced well, it's going to sell quickly, okay. regardless of interest rates. But a big, a really big amount of the listings are priced based off of 21, 22 type of, of, of comps. And, and they're not really dropping prices. So they're priced high. People are not being realistic. And rates are being, are, 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 have been They've been fluctuating anywhere between six to eight, I think was right. the highest we saw it. I think the highest I saw. I we actually eight. were a little bit over eight. Yeah, at one, at one like 8.1, right? Correct, yeah. Um, and and so, then now we're back down into the low sixes. Right, yeah, you I know. think I saw 6.125. That's what I mean. Right, right. So. and so what, what I've seen at least is, you know, rates creep up, everything just slows down to a, almost a screeching halt, and then rates kind of come down a little bit, activity shoots up. Yeah. And so I think it's largely dependent. If if we see based on what I follow the Fed notes and 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 see what what the large economists are saying, and wow, you actually read that stuff, huh? I mean, that's it's, good. Yeah, well, I mean, because a lot of people don't. Yeah, so if, I think I think if you're in a real estate business and you're not reading publications like that or reading information, you should be every morning going on the internet going through the newspapers, whatever floats your boat and getting the information that you need in order to stay ahead on what's going on in the market. It's sure. your business. It's what you do every day. So you should be able to talk about it intelligently. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. And so inflation is down to like 3.7, I think was last month. So it's come down a bunch. Um, and I think obviously whatever inflation does is what, what interest rates will do. If it starts to, to go up again, then rates will stay up and they might raise rates. Right. But they're talking about now lowering rates in them. 24. Right. Right. So if rates go down, I do personally anticipate it's going to be bonkers. It's going to be an insane market. What, um, and, and buyers and that have been what, like- What's that meant? Like everybody asks me this every week, but I, I never ask any realtors this. What is your um, magic number that you think it will go bonkers as far as interest rates? What that? What does that number like, need to be? I would say if it's anywhere between 4.5 to 5.5, it's going to be, it's going to be It'll fucking be nuts, dude. Okay. It's going to be insane. I like it. Yeah. I In my it. eyes, I don't think we're ever going to see 2.75 to 3.25 again. No, no, that was uh, a, that was a joke. Yeah, unless we see another pandemic. 
Well, I mean, which I don't, which I don't wish. But it was like that since you know. early Obama days, right? So right. that was what twenty. When did he get, get a, nor- a normal? A normal rate should be in the five, right? High fours. Yeah, it should be. I that mean, is just the normal. Market. Historically speaking, when you look at since they started tracking rates, the average has been seven point five. Oh yeah, if you go back, right? Yeah, yeah, all the way back. Oh yeah. My dad's first property that he bought, he said it was nineteen point seven percent interest sure. rate, like sure. insane, right? Yeah. So. If the rates go to the 4.5, 5.5 range, I think it's going to be very competitive for buyers. It's going to be really difficult. Uh, you know, sellers and listing agents are going to be able to have all the leverage in the deal, like we saw 20, late 2020, early 2021. Okay. Um, during that madness where everybody Which had we don't want to see, but I mean, you're right. Yeah. It's probably going to happen no matter what. And I think the biggest issue is, is really inventory. Yeah. And it's... Uh, Inventory accumulation has crept up in the city. So uh, in certain neighborhoods, it's like inventory, four and, a half. and I think affordability too, right? Yeah, There's affordability issues big time right well, now. Well, I mean, they go hand in hand, right? Yeah. If you have a higher supply, that helps push down prices. Sure. When you have no supply, but when you look at inventory accumulation, that's typically your gauge of all right, how much inventory do we have? Yeah. And the inventory has crept. Uh, the accumulation days on market have crept up for houses but when you look at the volume it's gone down yeah so yeah uh there's not a lot of inventory and i don't really foresee the inventory problem easing up anytime soon no i don't think so either i think you're right the rates are just going to go down and it's going to make it even less inventory because there's more buyers getting back into the market exactly right and it's going to be super competitive for you know those i buyers. say affordability issue because i i watched uh it was like a, a TikTok on youtube and uh but it was a longer TikTok than usual but it was a guy that was going over how much a, a Gen Z or a, or a millennial or whatever needs to make right now in order to buy a house in this market? I think I saw that, like a hundred grand. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah I posted it. Uh, it's one hundred and twenty grand, okay. exact. So you got to make one hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year right now in order to buy a half decent house, right? With the way that these houses are priced, uh, and most Gen Zers and, and millennials or whatever are making, you know, fifty to seventy thousand a year. He actually used seventy thousand a year as a high end number, and proved that if you only make seventy thousand, there's no way you'll be able to buy a house in this market because you'll have no money left. Mm-hmm. That's a huge problem. That uh, I don't know how they're going to fix that. Um, you know that we went from a person making fifty, sixty thousand a year uh, two years ago and being an acceptable income for them to make. Uh, to now having to make one hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year two years later, how do we fix that? That's a pro. That's yeah, and 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 you know. again, like I, like I, said, I mostly do listings, so I see the BFIs, the buyer financial information sheets Crazy. coming in, and I'm always surprised. People make really good incomes. Yeah. Um, no, you on, have to. Right, you have to. <laughs> you have so, no so the, the people that are buying are making good incomes, you know. but um, I think nowadays also, like we're. I think we're really fortunate. We probably live in the best time, at least in in known history, that's been recorded that we know of. We we live in the best time ever. You think? One hundred percent, right? Like there's what? people that can. There's so many ways to make money. If you have self determination, you can you can make money in. Oh sure. In a million different. You gotta ways. have the motivation. Yeah, and and just a little bit of and smarts, that, but like, yeah, it, it, with the yeah. at like how far. We've gone with technology. It's it's the best time ever. I mean, I'm still I'm I'm a little more old school. I'm still shocked to see that people are 
are making millions of dollars just doing, you know, these videos, TikTok videos. What they're doing. And and yeah. then they get they get so many followers that they get these corporate sponsors yeah, that pay they get money. Paid. Right? It's insane. They get paid for views. Exactly. And yeah. uh and so like that's what I mean. Best yeah. time ever. Yeah. And generally speaking, health like everything, healthcare, overall, I guess you know what it is. I feel sorry for a lot of these kids that are coming and making sixty thousand a year trying to buy a house. Like they they can't even uh get in. Yeah. You know, you um, need you need a two income household, right? And, um, well, it depends. There's certain neighborhoods where you can certainly get in, uh, yeah, but but you may not want to compromise on that, right? Yeah, right. I mean, there's neighborhoods in South Philly where you can buy property for are they in the twos, right? You can yeah, get something in yeah. the twos, I'm or sure. even low 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 twos, high high ones that are half decent and that are hot, yeah, habitable. Okay. I mean, that's. I guess that's. A I mean, should I, that, my mom? I I was gonna buy it. I gave it for my mom to buy, but um, one in Whitman for one hundred and sixty-two-five. It's lovely moving ready beautiful. house. Yeah. I guess people don't realize that those listings are still out there. Yeah. Because they see the news and they see everything's four hundred thousand. Yeah. You know, everything's five hundred thousand. When I guess it's not right. Yeah, you I mean, the gotta, Northeast is a huge community, and there's plenty of property in the Northeast, but right. It's not right. as accessible or right. walkable. Well, and so you know what it is? A lot not... of people were getting out of the city. They were going to the main line. Yeah. They were going to the suburbs. They were going to Jersey. Sure. You know, and they're spending big money to go there. Yeah, big time. You know. And, I mean, I uh, I had during the 22 uh, year, it was a lot of people selling in the city and moving to the suburbs. Yeah. So I would go with them to the suburbs. And the, the craziest one I had, they went, it was a 750 house. They went... Uh, 350,000 over asking, waived inspections, appraisal gap contingency, and um, crazy. and a four month free lease back. So oh no, God. no, no rent for four months for the owners. I mean, and what a what a what a joke. They still didn't get it. They didn't get it. They didn't get it. Because you had these New Yorkers coming in, they're like four thousand square feet for yeah. seven fifty, and they yeah. just sold a you know a, a little thousand square foot condo for right. four million. So right. they think it's a deal. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it, was, it poor, was poor New Yorkers. Like, if, listen, New York guys, I know you're listening on the show. All right, look out. All right, well, pay attention now. All right, this is not. I mean, you know, you're coming over here and you're getting crazy with your bids, you know, because it's a lot cheaper to live here. Mm -hmm. right? But I still think you got to make sure it's a good buy. Yeah, you know, you don't just want to get in just because you're not paying a million dollars to live in New York. You still want to buy something that you can eventually be able to sell. Or, or get some type of positive rental income on you just don't want to buy a house to buy a house right you know yeah i mean yeah. philly is the eighth largest metropolitan in the country and then i think it's the 27th most affordable yeah. yeah yeah so it's super affordable here still all right so uh as we roll on because you're giving good advice um you know you, you deal with one of the biggest teams in the city right so you uh i know you see a lot uh as far as other vendors reaching out to you right to to work with you, I'm sure, right? Because you have a good name, uh, you do a lot of business, right? Um, you know, as as loan officers, title companies, I'm sure you're getting hit with everything under the sun. Home inspectors, home insurance guys, I'm sure you, I name it, you you get hit. How do you funnel through them? Um, um, you know, how do you? Um, normally, people that cold call me or email me, I I don't I don't really respond much okay. I'll, I'll say thank you for reaching out i'll keep you under consideration but i normally go through a referral similar to how realtors get business or right so most you, things in you want to know the person through yeah. another person yeah so most of the times if if i'm in need of something and whatever it is any kind of vendor i'll reach out to you know one of my colleagues and say hey does anybody have a whatever structural engineer um 
obviously haven't been in the business for almost nine years now. Uh, you have a lot of people. Yeah, sure. I have a I have a pretty you big Rolodex, so I have my own network that I pretty much can can leverage and lean on and lean on as needed. Uh, but every once in a while, stuff comes up where I don't have somebody, so I'll, I'll call a colleague or reach out and ask for for a referral. See, referrals are the key, guys. Referrals are the key, 100%. right? You got to have a good network. In order to have a good network, it's got to be a referral network. Yeah, you know, you just don't go in the yellow pages and pick somebody out. You don't go on the internet and just say, oh, look at this mortgage company has 3% rate. I think I'm going to go with them. Right. Right. You got to know somebody. You got to go through your realtor. Your realtor is a local realtor and your realtor will tell you who to go through in order to get a mortgage or a homeowner's insurance or, or a, a rep uh, to fix your house or whatever it may be. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's... Um, yeah, and, and and the way you get referrals is by I mean, let, let's doing say, the best let's you say you're the listing agent and you get these BFIs from these weird mortgage companies. What do you what do you what do you do? You know, I uh because I know you get that. Yeah. If you know, let's just say it's an internet company from somewhere where Right. I'm, well, look, so so the market, it depends on the market. The way the market's been this past year, we don't have a ton of leverage. It's not like I can say, well, you know, I don't like ABC mortgage right, because I've right. never heard of them. It I was at, like that in the pandemic. Yeah, I Google them changed. and they they yeah. have no footprint, no experience right, in, in the right. region. So I'd like you to use this lender instead. I, it's just you don't have that kind of leverage. Right, because there's not that many buyers in the market. Right. right. So you kind of just take it and you and you then uh, really grind through the deal. I mean, that's what I've seen this past year is grinding through every single transaction it's, I know it's a lot of it's a it's lot harder an, it's not an easy business to get through every transaction to make sure that and you do everything you can and sometimes you you fall short of the mark but you do everything you can to try to make sure people are are happy you provide the best possible service uh responsiveness communication and make sure that they're happy um I mean we're in a people business and so we offer uh we offer the best possible service we can awesome. to, to provide value. And that's what I'd say to any vendors. If you provide exceptional value, your network will grow because people are going to rave about you. Right. I think uh, there's a book called um, Raving Fans. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've heard of it. I never read it. Yeah. It's a, it's a short read and it's uh, it's basically just that concept. Provide exceptional value and you're going to get, you're going to get people raving about you and you create almost a community around that. All right, man. So listen, <laughs> we, we, like I said, we do a lot of background uh, looking on and this guy, is uh knows his video stuff um you know he's he's done video a while um what caught our eye was a specific segment i'm sure we all like tacos right uh my, my wife and my kids we love a good taco night and uh you know you can't go wrong with uh, uh tacos on tuesdays right so that's the that's the big day of the week that you that you want to eat tacos but this guy has a a segment that he does every week right that's called taco tuesday and uh, he's not playing around here. I mean, he's got the tacos out. I mean, he's eating them, right? He's not, it's not like he's faking it here. I mean, he's actually taste testing the tacos and, and really pointing out what, what's good and what's not good. But where did this come from? Yeah. And uh, you never see a realtor doing that, right? Something different. Right. Out of the box. I mean, I didn't do it to like um, I know that. get probably, views or anything. Right. So right. the way it started, we used to live in Old Kensington, 5th and Thompson, and we were two doors in from Taco Riendo, and we were a block north of Las Casuelas, okay. which shut down. I'm like distraught over it. It was okay. my, one of my favorite joints in the city. Right, right. And, uh, and so my wife, I, I love Mexican food so much, I married a Mexican woman. Awesome. And um, 
I told my wife that. Does she cook good Mexican or? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's too much work. Okay. And we have a two and a four year old. So okay. we don't have a lot of time to, to do that. No, but, I, understand. I understand. Um, I told her I was like the best chorizo tacos in the city is at Las Casuelas. She was like, how would you even know? You can't, you're not qualified to make that statement. You haven't tried all of them. I'm like, babe, I'm a realtor. I go all around town. And I just get chorizo tacos everywhere. I've tried like most of the spots everywhere. and Las Casuelas is the best. She's like, bullshit. And I'm like, all right, let's let's do it then, right? So that's how it started. A little like I love it. fun argument and right, banter right. with the wife. Right, right. And so we started doing chorizo tacos. Good and stuff. And it was, uh, I think we did nine months worth of it every single week. 40 weeks of tacos. And every week. Every week. Um, so we, uh, you know, I just started it. And it was to find out if, if the best chorizo tacos were at Las Casuelas or not. And... So we did like, uh, we did the whole thing. So is it a different restaurant every week that you're tasting? Yeah, 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 100%. Right, right. Okay. And, um, and like it caught like wildfire. Like I think people love food. What do you, what do you work out uh, the next day every day? Like on that Wednesday, you burn it off. Because um, you don't look like you ate every taco in your life. Yeah, right? I mean, I, uh, <laughs> I mean, he's I, uh, in good shape, this guy. So not really. I've be? stopped. I haven't worked out in like a year. I'm, <laughs> I'm a little, I'm slacking. But I need to get back in. Maybe I'll make I that a resolution. Yeah, but, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so, so. I mean, the chorizo one caught like wildfire. People would start sending me restaurants and recommendations. And um, I mean, I'm, uh, I just did it to just, because it was something to do at sure, the time. And, right. and we started doing it and it I caught love like it. wildfire. And so we did like a playoffs, we did a bracket and then we got to the finals. I did it blindfolded to pick the best one. And um, was it? Uh... No, no, I, I actually, I knew the tacos so well that as I was blindfolded eating them, you I knew, knew. I knew exactly know. which taco was which, and yeah. I could have cheated, yeah. but I was honest about right. it. So the best right. chorizo tacos in the city uh, out of like 40 plus joints is on um, 9th and Federal. It's called uh, uh, Taquito Puebla. Okay. Right on the corner of 9th and Federal. Nice. And that's a, like, they have a is massive Is it a sit down menu. restaurant or is it? It is. You can. It okay. is right in the Italian market, right in front of, uh, uh, I was, I was, is that, a, is, is, that is that a BYOB or Palumbo, or is that Palumbo a... Park? It's no, I don't think uh, I don't think they have alcohol. And I don't think okay. it's a BYOB. Okay. Um, we normally do the delivery anyways, and so we took a break, and birria tacos became like the you know all 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 the talk around town. Right. And so my wife was like, "You should bring back Taco Tuesday." I'm like, "Yeah, you know, I don't feel like doing it." And uh, and then people would start messaging me like, "Yo, where's Taco yeah, Tuesday? Where's Taco, Taco Tuesday?" Tuesday? Right. So I was like, "All right." That's when you know when you get a good buzz. Yeah, I was like, "All right, let's do it." So now we're on the hunt for the best birria tacos in the city. I think we're like 20, 30 weeks in, and I've done a couple. Uh, I didn't even know you that, that there was that many places. There's a ton, dude. I I didn't even I scratch really the didn't surface. Know. Yeah, um, there's a lot of them. So what's the best one in South Philly for uh, birria? Yeah, so far it's been the. Uh, uh, El Pueblito, it's like a little taco truck right on front in Dickinson underneath the I-95. Really? It's fucking awesome, dude. You're it's kidding so me. Good. I got to try it. Actually. Have you tried it? Yeah, yeah. okay. That yeah. place is really good. And then the other one, we were at this the restaurant. This guy knows his stuff, man. Um, so, on, I, so, I, so I'm not allowed to say something like El Bez or anything like that, right? Because El uh, is like... Uh, I don't think they have beer yet. <laughs> but uh, another one is Thompson and Ann in Port Richmond. It's called, why am I blanking on it? Nemi. N-E-M-I. Okay. That is that was good incredible. Stuff. Really good too. That's a fantastic restaurant. Nice. Yeah. Um, so I, I'd say if you're looking for some beery tacos, probably those two spots. Okay. Yeah. See, this is stuff that, you know, it, it breaks up the day, right? It breaks up your life. It, yeah. 
it gives you something to look forward to. You need a hobby. I, I keep pride, saying that. I pride myself for my clients. I'm like, hey, anything you need in the city, you need a plumber, you need an electrician, a roofer, you need to know where to get tacos or a restaurant, like, yeah. let me know. Yeah. Since I had kids, it's like the restaurant stuff, I'm not really, I, I, I don't even know. We used to be big foodies, go to restaurants right, all right. the time. Well, I don't when, even when go kids out. Kids changes either. everything. No totally. doubt about it. Totally. And, and, which brings me into my next segment. You know, how, how do you balance family, uh, real estate, and whatever other things you have going on at the same time? It seems like there's a big uh, thing going on right now where realtors are stressed out because the work has gotten a lot harder this year. The work has gotten a lot harder for loan officers like myself this year. It seems like everybody's working double, triple, quadruple to get a deal to the table. Mm-hmm. I, I know all about it. Nothing is easy. Every deal is a twist and a turn, and there's a lot going on behind the scenes. Uh, I did a Q&A special uh, last week where I basically just went through a lot of the scenarios that I see and the problems that, I, that we run into daily. Um, how do you balance that? Uh, you personally, having two small children and being in a job that's 100 miles an hour, from the minute we wake up to the minute we go to sleep yeah. and uh, and all the other things that go along with it. Um, you know, I think it's a lot harder if you're primarily a buyer agent because you have to physically go out. You're running around. You can't look at your phone. If I'm in a conversation with you, it'd be totally disrespectful for me to just pull out my phone and start. Oh, no doubt. Right. So, sure. so when you're a buyer agent and you're in front of your clients, like you're not, you're not able to, to communicate and respond effectively at least. Um, so I think it's really difficult if, if you're primarily a buyer agent. And so most, most of my business is listings. I still work with buyers, but, uh, for the most part, a lot of it is by referral. So it's people that know me and trust me too, right? For sure. But you can do a lot of it on the phone. Okay. Uh, most, a lot of it is email. A lot of it is text or phone calls. Um, right. Like the, that's why the name of the game in real estate normally is listings, right? Three L's from uh, Millionaire Real Estate Agents. It's listings, leverage, and, and leads. Right. I love that show. Who's your favorite on that show? Uh, I actually, I, I'm talking about the book. I, I don't, oh, I thought, mil- I thought he was talking about Million Dollar Listing. I'm, I'm sorry. The oh, show no, no. itself. Millionaire Real Estate Agent, MREA, oh. uh, Gary Keller, and Jay Oh, Pappas the red cover book. Yeah, I yeah, know you're talking yeah. about. Sure. I wrote, yeah. I, I read, I don't, I'm not a big reader. I read that book probably three or four times. You watch times. Million Dollar Listing on TV? Or no, you, we don't have cable, so I don't. Uh, you don't even mess with that. I well, don't have good. HDTV. No. That's good. Yeah. Stay out of that. Yeah. It's all crazy stuff anyway that's not real. Um, right? it's, it's faker than fake, but it's fun to watch because you watch realtors drive around all day in Ferraris and act like the job's easy, right? I yeah. Mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've seen the shows before, sure, and it's it's not really a realistic depiction realistic. Of, uh, yeah. of a day in the life. But um, What is a day in the life? So, again, a lot of it is I can do most of it by phone. Uh, obviously, you do need to run around. Like, you'll, you'll go run over to a property to check it out or you're going to get a listing presentation. So, you got to run your comps and do your CMA and meet with the homeowner and have that conversation. Tell them what the market looks like what time of the year, all the stuff, decluttering, staging, getting getting them the right advice. And so you are still running around, but a lot of the times you're on your phone. And so what I find is is my time is in balancing it is a lot of uh, everything is like micro. So you're working from home, right? Uh, yeah. As we all are, basically. Or out of my car. Or out of your car, right? Yeah. Um, but primarily at home. I think the, the biggest balance issue right now is working from home is with the job being as stressful as it is right now, you kind of bring that stuff home. Yeah, you know, your your family sees what goes on behind the scenes when they really never saw what went on behind the scenes 
in the past because we were all in offices. Yeah. Right. And then when everything switched over from the pandemic and took us home, now there's, you know, your kids, your wife, they may see things now that they didn't see, you know, back then because you're, you're, you're kind of taking those things home and you have to really try to uh, leave it at the door. Even, you know, if you work in your kitchen or work on the third floor or work or wherever you work in your house, you know, I see issues with, you know, you really got to try to balance that act of keeping the stress out. And, uh, and, and, you know, if your kids are around, your wife are around going into another room, if it's a stressful call or a stressful situation and try to keep that out of, out of the open air. Yeah. I right? mean, it's easier you know? said than done. I, <laughs> Dude, you don't have to tell me. Um, some some, I, I some clients are are you're like know. you got to be a realtor, you got to be a, uh, a therapist, know. and you know sometimes uh, uh, it, it's just uh, it's overwhelming. So it's easier said than done. I uh, know. I think I know. like what I normally do is I'll my kids will be like you know do you want to play with me? I'll I'll play with them. That's how I connect with them. And then I get a phone call, and I just step up and I'm like, I'll be back. Yep. And I go somewhere else. I either step outside or I go upstairs and I handle whatever I have to handle. Sure. And normally I just, I do whatever I need to do right away. Yes. So that way I'm done. Cause if I say, all right, I'll do it. And then I don't do it right away. And I go back and play with the kids. And then another thing comes in, I'll forget about it. Right. You'll so I just, I just handle everything right as on, it right comes the, in. Right and just, come in. And, like a text message. Like how long does it take you to respond to a text message? I mean, if I'm in front of somebody like with you right now, I'm not looking at it. Obviously. But I mean, right. Pretty much immediately, okay. Normally, which yeah. is not common. Yeah, as you know. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little neurotic like that. Like my inbox. Well, it, I am too. My That's inbox my is zero. So if I have something unread, it's a to do list for me. Right. So you're reading everything. Yeah. You're looking at the text messages and you're responding accordingly. Yeah. As quick as you can. Hundred percent. That is my problem too. That I respond sometimes too quick. Yeah. And then I expect that back, and it doesn't happen. And then I lose my cool, ask my family, right? <laughs> because I'm used to it immediate. Because in this business, the reason why you're successful is because you are immediate. You're fast. You communicate quick. People like you for it. And that's why you get referrals. And when I don't get that in return, it's really a burner for me. Yeah. I don't know why. I just, I take it personal. I used to. I, I got to get rid of that. I, I know. used to. I, I have just to get did, rid it, of it. I used to very much so, and and now I just kind of you know, I let it go. It is what you it gotta is. let it go. Yeah, you just gotta say okay. I whatever. Mean, my daughter is a huge uh, Frozen fan. You just gotta let it go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've heard that song in my house. I got two girls. You got right? two girls, yeah. but they're old now, right? Yeah. Well, they're older. I mean, it's seventeen and, and thirteen. But we went through the whole Frozen. Thing. Yeah, you know, let it go is all I heard in my house. There's for, some wisdom for in years Disney. and years and years. So uh, I know all about yeah, that. You just gotta let it go, man. Yeah. I mean, I I used to get really upset about it, and now. I think now I'll get more upset if something like that happens, more of a personal context, right? Not in business. Yeah, you're like right. If, if, it's if it's a family it's member. Family oh, sure. member or yeah. a good friend and I reach out yeah. and they never get back to me, like, what the fuck, man? Like, I'll send out six text messages to six different realtors, right? Within an hour, right? And all six of them don't respond until four hours later. Yeah. What are you doing? Who's that busy? What's going on? On. Right. And is anybody depends. working? I mean, the one thing, the one thing with text messages that I, I don't like, not a fan of text messages as much as I am of email is like, well, email, you know, forget about email. Cause when I, when I talk to the realtor, I say, I emailed you. This is what they say back to me. I don't check email. I don't, 
I don't look. I had, I had another. You should just co-operating agent who I who told me that. I'm like, that's insane. It's the most formal method of communication that you can have. Thank you. Um, but you don't check email. It's the most reliable, and if and and if anything, it is. It should be the the go-to form of communication. It used to be that. Um, it, it should be. be. It be should that. still be. No. I mean, text messages. They tell me is very. If you don't text me, Alex. You're not gonna get. Very very informal. You know. Um, oh, that's but it. like. I do a guys trip every year and I'm, I'm out in the wilderness. I'm completely, you, you, I have no service for a week. And I don't think I could ever do that. Um, I think it's important to just unplug and detox. I would, I would, I would have a meltdown. You're, you're, I mean, we're addicted <laughs> to this thing. I literally would have a meltdown. Yeah, we're addicted to this happen. thing and it, it was hard at first. I actually but I think would come back thinking to myself, I, I wonder if I even have any clients left or any, like, should I think like that? I don't know. Um, probably wrong. Yeah. I, um, uh, I mean, that's, that's great and, that you did that. And that's why, I mean, look, and I have backup, but... Um, I'm sure you do. Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> I think it's important to just be able to unplug completely and, and in any event. So email, I can put an away message and you can be made aware. Hey, I have sure. limited accessibility. My processor does the same thing when she Whenever, goes on vacation, uh, she does that. Exactly, sure. text message. You can't really do that. No. So you send me a text and you don't get a response. You're going to be like, well, what the fuck? Well, this I can, is why I flip out the way that I do. Because yeah. I'm like, you know, liars, people not responding. Yeah, you can't be that busy, or I'll get the answer of, um, I didn't look at, I oh, I just saw it now. Yeah, and it's five hours later. I mean, you just saw it now. It's been five hours. What have you been looking at? Yeah, you know, I mean, and to me, that's also nonsense. Like most people are constantly looking at their phone. If you go to a restaurant, you look at people; they're on their phone nonstop. Everybody's yeah. always on their phone, which is why I actually think it's, um, you know, it's 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 almost like a drug, right? Yeah. It's uh, it's a form of of get, oh, it's getting dopamine to your to your yeah, to your no body doubt about it. No doubt and about it. uh and just getting you know a, a quick escape from whatever you can right. look at these little tiktok videos or i don't even have tiktok but like the reels and we, next we thing you know two hours have passed and you're like what the fuck did i just do nothing right I watched tiktok and i just wasted like two, hours. two hours of my life yeah, yeah. listen I, I have loan officers and realtors sending me tiktoks and, and all day yeah they text them to me or they put it that's all they do I, I like it's it's an awesome TikTok. I, I like. But what are we doing today? Like, yeah. it's all day. Yeah, it's literally, and it goes from every subject to every subject to every subject. Yeah. It's like uh, you're right. There was nothing accomplished today other than we laughed our asses off watching TikTok. That's yeah. it. You know? Yeah. So um, um, oh, anyway, uh, all right. So listen, the all important question that's coming up is what's going on with this uh, commission lawsuit thing. Yeah. Um, are we uh, are we all in trouble? You know, are realtors just in trouble? Are loan officers in trouble too? I'm getting a lot of questions from loan officers I know saying, do you think that this commission issue is going to be a loan officer's issue too? Because realtors may get out of the business now. And if they get out of the business and don't deal with buyers, that's the loan officer's bread and butter is to deal with the realtor. And if they're not getting business from the realtor, where are they going to get it? They may need to exit the business then on top of it. Is that I'm not as familiar with the loan officer business. I do know that the real realtor business, I mean, uh, at a certain point, we had more real estate agents in the country than there were listings, active listings. So it's highly saturated. And that's what was that during the pandemic? You mean, yeah, I mean, this was like two years ago, a year and a half ago. Um, I I think 70, 80,000 realtors have left the business in the last year or so. Why does it still feel like it's saturated? Because it is saturated. I mean, 70, 80,000 realtors over, I think it was what, 4 million, 5 million realtors, something like that, is a pretty minuscule amount. Right. Uh, and so the, the industry is super saturated. So I think if 
realtors leave the business due to this lawsuit? I mean, nobody knows what's going to happen with it, but generally speaking, I, I, I think NAR didn't do a great job in, in putting together a solid defense for it because at the end of the day, it isn't, um, it isn't a monopoly. Um, it is fair cooperation and you can, you can negotiate. I've negotiated with sellers. Is it going to change various, the landscape of the business? You think is it going to be, I good? mean, uh, it depends on how it plays out. Cause every state is, is going to rule on this. So I think the, the PA one just, uh, just got filed. And so even if, even if there's a ruling either way, it's going to get appealed. So I imagine this is going to be take going years. It's going to take anywhere from two to five years before there's good. any final resolution where it goes to a Supreme court in any given state and it could be struck down then by the Supreme exactly Court. and so it depends I, I think for for the next you know probably two plus plus years we got time we uh, it, it'll stay status quo um at the end of the day everything is completely negotiable yeah it is um and from my perspective granted i i deal mostly with listings but if i am on the buy side it's all about the value that you bring to the table yeah to your client so i, I i'm I think if an agent, if a realtor is, is, is good at what they do, they provide substantial value and make that value apparent to their client, they're going to be fine regardless of whatever happens. Um, and so, and I think that's a, a problem for the realtors that got into business over the last two years, because I don't think they really, the deals fell in their laps, yeah. right? Because the rates were so low. And it's low so barrier I don't think to entry. They really know how to, give the service that you're talking about. Real estate is one of the lowest barriers to entry in terms of an industry out there. Right. So to pass the test and get the license. Yeah. It's, it's minimal to no money. Yeah. You only need a few thousand dollars to get started. And during a market that's, you know, crazy hot, it's, it's very easy to then start getting business. Yeah. And, um, and again, it's forget how much 24, 24, uh, credit hours to, to take nothing. and yeah. then you take a test and you're a realtor and everybody passes the test right um actually it took me it took me fucking four times to pass the test yeah you're kidding me yeah i'm not a great test taker but surprisingly you know so- what's funny is that i've heard a lot of that that people are very smart as we could see but on the flip side they can't pass tests so i yeah. uh during times where i think things are going to be when i see things are changing again i'm all about in my eyes um, investing in myself, investing in, in education and providing the best value I possibly can. And so yeah. I, I actually this year, uh, last year, my resolution, my goal for the year for 2023 was to take all the courses and get my broker's license, which I, I just passed about three weeks ago. Okay. Um, you, so you're a broker now. Yeah. That's awesome. Associate broker. Congratulations. And, uh, That's great. Took my, thank you. You can run your own office now if you really wanted to. If I wanted to. Um, all right. And uh, the- Mike McCann, look out. All right, man, this guy. <laughs> and uh, I was surprised. So so you take the the national portion and then you step out. Yeah. And they give you the results. And it's uh, 75 is a passing grade. And I got 76. And That's I was all like, you need. I started laughing like, yeah, oh, my God, by the skin of my teeth. And I go and take the state portion. Yeah. And I got 75 on that. So Perfect. I barely passed. Um, but I did get, Listen, get, get through on the first time. Pass. But I did learn yeah, you don't a have to ton. the test. I, I did 240 hours of education this past year, and and so I I learned a lot in that process, and it's I think it's really important to. How does one even have time to do 240 hours? That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, well, little again, by little when, by when, little by little. Yeah, when when you're doing when you're doing mostly listings and you're not running around, again, 
you it, all of it was over Zoom. So you're able to take these five minute breaks, answer emails, answer phone calls, and still be able to service your clients, service your listings. Yeah. Um, and it's always during weekdays. So then you can go out on weekends and meet with with new clients. Right. right. Uh, for new listings and whatnot. Which is great. Yeah. So um, that's that's a big part of the balance act. I mean, it, it took me eight years you to get it. here and it build takes up. A long time. Yeah. You can't do it overnight. If I, I the amount of, I used when I was doing mostly buyers, the first probably three, four years of my career, and I was doing anywhere from 40 to 60 deals and 80 to 90% were buyers. I was working uh, 80 hours a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 14 hour days. Easy. 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 Um, Cause you're, you're constantly you're around, around the clock. You're seven days, days a week. that I didn't eat until like seven, yeah. 8 PM. Right. Right. I'm like, Holy shit, I didn't eat today. Yeah. Like, that's why all realize. these agents are saying, I don't want to be a buyer's agent. Yeah. I can't take it. That's anymore. what I was saying. And I'm like, Yeah, I gotta get know, out of here. I, I gotta I gotta flip to listings, but you, you don't just get listings, right? Yeah. So all the people that I helped buy the first four time. years for like every roughly the average length of homeownership is about five years. So five years later they call you, Hey, I want to sell and buy something a little bigger. Right. And so that's how most of most of my listings come through. Either that or, or my investors. I mean, you, you've been flipped. successful with getting the listings, so kudos to you because that's not easy. I know it's not because yeah. it, most of these agents are searching for that magic pill to be the listing agent. And you're right. They just don't fall in your lap. They don't. You know, yeah. The competition is crazy. Yeah. You know, as you yeah, know. I remember one time I, uh, I, I sat in an open house. I really connected with this lady, and she was like, I'm going to sell my house. It was in Fittler Square. And she, I, she, I guess she didn't realize, but she called Mike McCann. And me, and I'm like Mike. Well, she called you. I'm not. I'm not going to go on this listing presentation. She's like, No, you better fucking go. Yeah. And you better battle hard. Yeah, yeah. And um, did you get it? I pulled out all the stops. I even did a handwritten note after the presentation. Next day, dropped it off at her house to say thank you for the opportunity. She still went with Mike. Ah. Uh, but she was like, You. It was really close. I, you know, I appreciate Mike. Your knowledge. You couldn't even give him one. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but he made me compete with him. So you know, when you're That's going good. up against some of these, the you know, the titans of the industry, some of the it's awesome, some of the OGs. It's that not are just, easy. You know, yeah, it's not easy. Same as loan officers. Like you know, if, if somebody's up, if a, a rookie loan officer's up against me, I'm going to win, right? Because I've been in the business for 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 twenty some years. I know how to win, right? But it takes time. Yeah. And you got to build a name, yeah. You know, in order to win, for know? sure. So unless that rookie knows the person personally, yeah, then they may win, yeah. You know, but uh, but it's tough to go up against the big shots, for sure, no doubt, yeah. Um, so, final question of the day, and uh, what's your goals for twenty twenty four heading into the spring market here? I'm getting pumped up. My phone's been blowing up the last two weeks. Yeah, I think right? it's going to be a strong spring. We're getting um, all we're getting all sorts of uh, warm inside because we're saying, "Oh wow, this thing's going to blow up." I think we're going to see the low fives on FHA and maybe even high fives on conventional, uh, which is huge. Uh, what do you? What's what's the, you did big numbers for uh, this year, right? What, what was your total closings for the year? Um, Over forty. Forty. Yeah. I mean that's. Nobody did that this year. It's, it's very, way way down from previous years. Yeah, but that's great. Yeah, uh, I've talked to a lot of realtors, and I think they've a lot of them have said they haven't closed anything the last six months of the year here. Like they they're waiting for one deal just to come in. Yeah, so that's great. Uh, What's the goal? It. So, um, I I think I'm uh, because of where I am in, in with my family, two four year olds. Um, you have a two year old and a four year old. Yeah. 
and it's uh i don't miss that man that's a tough one it's that's tough it's tough but you know what it's also a lot of fun like, it is a lot of fun they we speak three languages with them yeah and like my little boy he, he fucking loves the eagles right yeah. he's like good kid he just yeah i'm, I'm raising him right he's like <laughs> constantly i'm sitting there watching the ball game and he just what runs up he's like eagle that's awesome and he runs up he's my two-year-old yeah, yeah. he just jumps yeah. in my lap and he sits and watches the games great. with me and the it, I love it. And so there's that's a good part. Yeah. There's the good parts. And then the tantrums and the screaming yeah, and the crying the and the fevers. Like he had a right. 103 degree fever today. I, I was like, babe, should I cancel my 130? And she's like, no, no, go. I'll, I'll handle it. Right. Um, right. Yeah. You got to have a support team there. Yeah. That stuff is tough. But I think I'd like to, quite frankly, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good with what I produced this year. So if you keep uh, it level, yeah. you're happy. Yeah. I'll be happy. I've had, I had a good work life balance. I think you're going to do more this year, though. Uh, it's certainly Just by possible. default. It's certainly possible. Because the rates will be low. Yeah, certainly possible. You know. Um, I did slightly better than I did last year. Last year, I was 39% down from the previous year, which 2022 was probably everybody, or 2021 was everybody's best year ever, ever. in business. Right? So I think the market was down 37% from 21 to 22. I was down from 39. from 22 to 23? You know that's that? Um or maybe I'm getting the years mixed up. 22 to 23. Was 37% down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 22 was everybody's best year. 22. 21 and 22 were... Actually, 21 was a huge year. Yeah. 22 was still pretty big. Yeah. And then you're right. We saw the decline in 23. So, so yeah, it was. 21 was everybody's best year. 22, it was down. I think the Sorry, market going was down, down 37%. I was down 39%. Okay. And then... 23. 22 to 23, I'm up... I don't know, not much. I'm up, I don't know, That's great. 10%. Yeah, which is, you're up. Yeah. I think most are down, you know, in 23. Yeah. I think, uh, but I think you'll see a lot of numbers go up. Uh, less competition, um, rates down, uh, you know, that helps. Um, maybe more houses coming on the market. I don't know. I don't think so. No. No. Yeah. You know, I mean, think about it. to trade up. Anybody, anybody that bought or anybody that owned a property in the last five, six years, they either bought or refinanced. And so you have a, a, a tremendous amount of inventory that is in the low three interest rate. And they don't want to get rid of that. And well, it, why don't they rent that out and buy something? There is. That's what I'm seeing. A ton of people are that? renting. Right. Um, and I mean, I mean, you don't have to list your house. Just And actually, that's why the rental market right now in Philly is absolutely brutal. Between the new construction. So if you drive around Fishtown, Northern Liberties, Old Kensington, there's all these either uh, converted use, like these old industrial buildings that were converted to apartments or new construction. There's about 6,000 brand new units going online. Rent. Yeah. And, and what's the average rent? Like, it's crazy. I mean, $2,000 for a one bedroom. $2,000 for a one bedroom. Yeah. That's um, 4000 for a for a three bedroom. Yeah. Well, the apartments don't, you don't you have a ton far. of three. Yeah, it's yeah, more of like one or two one or, or studios. Two. Um, but that's impacting because what they're doing is they're giving one, two, three months free rent. They have, you know, gyms. They have all these amenities. Uh, and so people aren't going to buy because they're, they're doing Well, that. no, it's not even that. It's like the rental market. Uh, it's impacting even if it's over in the northeast corner of Creator Center City. Point Breeze is getting impacted. All the single family homes that you're trying to rent out is a lot harder. Center City rentals are is a lot harder. So the rental market is absolutely brutal right now because you There's have no money all to be made a ton of high rises, but then you have all the homeowners who are like, well, I have a free note on my, on my property. My payment is ridiculously low. 
I'll cash flow a good amount. If I rent this, I'll just rent it. And so the rental inventory is absolutely flooded right now. Flooded. Flooded. Everywhere. Wow. Everywhere. I didn't know that. Yeah. Because I learned something new every week. I mean, so, I, I really didn't know that. The rental market is brutal right now. It's really and there's tough. no there's no people to rent. The, the actual yeah. rentees are not yeah. there. I'd say probably 50% of it isn't even on the MLS. So if you just go on Zillow, it's all going to be on Zillow. Right. So you have for, for rent by owner and you have all the MLS stuff syndicating to Zillow. And you look at the rentals. Um, I mean, you'll see it's like, it's insane the amount of inventory. What we learn every week here, right? I mean, I'm sure most people don't know that because it's not a thing that anybody ever said to me that here's the rental market is flooded. Yeah. And I have to remember that, you know, it's, it's good information. And if you're out in the market and you're looking for a rental, I guess you can find one right now. You know, yeah. uh, as a, as an investor, you have to be mindful of that so that you want to take care of your property. You want to maintain it, make yeah. sure your tenants are happy and keep them to get through this tough period instead of having turnover. Cause having turnover at this point in time, I mean, I had one client, they, they had rented their place out here in Point Breeze for 2,700 a month. And they ended up getting 2,100, $600 in cash flow that they lost because of the market. Conditions. Right, they couldn't get it. 2,100 is still a good rent, but I guess yeah. nowadays- it's $600 less than, less than what, what they got. They rented it out last year. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So as an investor, well, hopefully you have to be this market starts to get corrected. Yeah. Um, I don't think inventory is going to get any better um, unless these buildings that have their shit up for rent convert to condos. Right. And we and then, see we see more inventory available people, in the form of apartments. Condos, right? right. Which is a good idea. Yeah. You know? I mean, I you know, I have I have a 36 unit building in Fishtown that's up for rent and it's really tough right now. We don't have any so, units nobody's coming in. Um, and I'm saying, hey, this might be a viable strategy. Flip maybe a certain chunk of it into, into sales yeah. and sell some. So that way. Right. It helps with the inventory. Yeah. And I bet you you'll sell them. You oh, know. for sure. Right. Yeah. 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 Listen, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. This guy really knows nice. he's a wealth of knowledge here, as you know. Appreciate uh, it, man. It was a lot of fun. I mean, it was and, good uh, stuff. Uh, good stuff. Uh, I'll have you on again as we go through the market. Cool. Uh, you know, we'd love to hear what's going on uh, maybe in the summertime get like an update for sure you know, and we'll, uh, he'll have to bring tacos too so you know uh, you'll bring your best tacos yeah maybe we right? do it out out at a taco restaurant right? we could we'll, do that too right we'll do it while we're eating tacos we'll do the we, next one we could yeah. do the next one while we're eating tacos right and uh i think that <laughs> would, <laughs> i think that would go over well i gotta i gotta switch up the scenery anyway so i, I think it's perfect so thanks for coming on man awesome man Appreciate thank you it. And uh, I'll see you guys next week and tune into this one on Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. It's going to be on YouTube and uh, all your other popular uh, Apple podcasts and whatever you listen to out there. So give a listen. I'm looking for subscribers too, right? Happy New Year and go Birds. Yes, Happy New Year. And uh, we should win tomorrow. If they don't beat the worst team in the league, then we got a problem. All right, so we we will. We're not the Cowboys. (laughs) Right, and uh, I'll see you guys next week. Thanks again.